sometimes the messages that God gives me are corrective and can seem a bit harsh to some, and he's laid the anointing upon me to do so, which is not an easy thing to do, actually. I was anointed and called out from my elders, pastors Ed and Janet Popovich of Washington, PA, as having the Apostle Paul anointing, and it's heavy. And sometimes my messages are for encouragement and edification. So when the Holy Spirit steps on your toes, please don't get upset with the messenger. Just pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I promise it's not personal. Today, the message will be on the title. And you think you are bad? Amen. You know, there are stories in the Old Testament that read like Hollywood scripts. If people would just read the word, they will see all the things that Israel went through in the Old Testament that are experiences for us not to go through, hopefully, in our living today. You're not as bad as you've been made to think, and we're going to talk about that today. Just rebuke and bind the whispers of the accuser. The Bible tells us to resist the devil, and he can't prevail. Amen? So get your drink. I always tell people to get your drink and your snack. And today, maybe a tablet and a pen for sure. <laughs> Make sure you have your, something where you can write notes because I'll, I'll be going through a few scriptures uh, today if you want to write some down. And sit back and enjoy the message right after this. And God bless. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we're going to give you undignified praise at all times. You're an awesome God, and we appreciate you. We are not ashamed of you, and we know you're not ashamed of us. Father God, we don't do, want to do anything that will make you upset with us, and if we have, please forgive us. We bless you, Father. We love you. We bless your name. We bless your holy name. In every day of our existence, we are going to bless your name. We're going to raise our hands. We're going to praise you and worship you and bless you in every way that we can. Blessing the kingdom of the Most High God. That's where success is. And we want to be successful Christians, followers of the Christ, Jesus the Christ. Jesus, we thank you for what you did for us. You shed your blood just for us. Yes, we're going to give you undignified praise for what you did for us, getting beaten the way you were, almost unrecognizable with blood, so much blood coming out of your body that the only thing that was left was water, the washing of the word. Hallelujah. God, use me today. Holy Spirit of the Most High God, use me today to free someone, free someone's mind, free someone's heart from the grips of the enemy to show them that they are not what he has been trying to tell them that they are, but they are who you said they are. Hallelujah. You said we are beautiful. You made everything and said it was good. So God, after today, let somebody see that they are good. Hallelujah. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. There are many times that we've been bombarded by negative thoughts and or whispers either about our past or the enemy tries to rob us of our future by whispering the wrong directions into our ears. He uses our mind. 
He doesn't force us, but if our spirits are not plugged into the Word of God, hopefully on a daily basis, amen, um, the way that we should be focused, he will be very successful. For we cannot do anything on our own without the help of Jesus Christ. Our brains try to activate and operate the way that God designed them to do, but sometimes something constantly badgers us to think otherwise. And sometimes, well, we end up falling. Pray for those who have. Pray for those who have listened to the whispers of the enemy. Pray that God will restore them back to him. Amen? This is what we are supposed to do. Help one another. Encourage and uplift one another. The Apostle Paul had something badgering him daily. And he asked God to take it away. But God replied, my grace is sufficient for thee. And this is what God is telling us today. His grace is all we need. Amen? No matter what happens to us, do not fear. Beloved, think it not strange that the fiery trials that come to try you. Don't, in other words, God is telling us, don't try, don't act like it's so new when something odd happens to you. Just pray. Give it to God. And God wouldn't take this away from the Apostle Paul because he knew that as long as Paul did his will, notice I said his will, he could never lose. Paul called this thing, this situation, a buffeting. Have you ever been buffeted? This is one of the main experiences that causes men to take their lives and leave behind their loved ones who have to identify their bodies during the course of their mourning. We have to consider others. Amen. Pray for people. Pray for everyone. If you see and you know someone that's having a hard time or they're not acting themselves, just something seems a little off kilter, just pray for them. Prayer works. God listens to our prayers. You're, you're a child of God, saved, sanctified, justified. Amen. He's going to hear you. Lift them up to the Most High God. You know, everyone experiences this. Laymen experience these evil whispers, political people, paupers, and even preachers who or whatever uses our mind, will, and emotion not only affects where we will go during the great white throne of judgment, but it also affects those around us, see, who depend on us every day. Sometimes we just need to reset. Some people are like, they think they're the ever-ready bunny. They just run and run and run and run and they run. They exhaust themselves and there's nothing left to them to give to other people. Sometimes you just need to reset. Meditation on who and what God says about you is an awesome practice that gives one daily success. Meditate on the word. God even tells us to meditate. Meditate on the word. You cannot be successful if you don't know who you are. Amen. Some people just blunder around in life, waking and sleeping and doing whatever comes in between. Do you know somebody like that? They just have, they have no vision. And the Bible even speaks of vision. Write the vision and make it plain that he that reads it may run with it. We have to have vision. We have to stay focused. We have to have focus. Focus on the word. When you think about God, God thinks about you. Amen. 
Hallelujah. You attract the Holy Spirit. Whenever you whenever you focus on God, you attract the Holy Spirit into opening up more to you because he knows how much you can handle. Amen. You get back what you give. You know, years ago there was a movie called New Jack City. While sitting on the stand in court for high drug trafficking and murder, a character named Nino Brown in a movie called New Jack City once said, if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me. I don't know how many of you remember that. If you come from my time, I believe, I want to say the 80s. And he, he sat in court. You know, they finally caught him. And he told him, he said, if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me. And you want to know something? That's how Satan operates. He's trying to take you down with him. You can't, do not let him do that. You have the power in you to rebuke him, to bind evil. Yeah, the power to loosen good Practice this every day and use it every day in your life. Cover yourself, your loved ones, your household with the blood of Jesus. That's how he operates. He said, if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me. He, look, he already lost, and he will not live in the new Jerusalem with us. Praise the Lord. So he tries to take us all down with him. That's why you have to be careful of your thoughts, especially about who you are. What you can do, what you cannot do, do not listen to those whispers. If you are feeling a certain way or you're hearing something in your mind and you know that's not what God says about you, you know who it is, so exercise your authority. Amen? Don't let the devil ride or he'll want to drive, and you'll end up on a one-way street straight to hell. You have the power in you. When you're feeling weak and when you're feeling weary, give it to God. He'll send angels to encourage you and strengthen you. Give it to God. Rest in him. You know, uh, none of them thinking about it all this week. I kept seeing, I believe it had to be the whole week. I kept seeing the word rest. Rest. I believe that our Father, our Daddy in Heaven, Abba, is telling some people to simply rest. Amen. Even Jesus rested. Amen. God rested during creation. Amen. Satan lost his beauty, and he doesn't want you to have an inkling of a thought that in Jesus, you are beautiful, and you always will be. That's one thing you cannot lose. Amen? God made you beautiful. You are beautiful in Christ. Make sure you stay in Christ Jesus, and you don't try to operate on your own. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever you do in Jesus lasts. We have no power without him. Okay, now, I was telling everybody to get, to get your notebooks and your pens together because I am about to go through some scripture here. I was telling you about how 
some there's some stories in the Old Testament that read like a Hollywood script. It's like you read the Old Testament, you read some of the things that they did, and you just shake your head. You know, how do they say online? SMH, shaking my head. You just wonder where was their mind at? What would cause some of these? And what gets me is great. Some of these great people to do some of the stuff that they did. All right. So I'm going to go through this real quick. Hopefully. (laughs) Amen. And if you want to write these down, you can. All right. Number one. Have you ever heard what Abraham did with his wife? Abraham and his wife. Now, we know Father Abraham. Amen. We all, you know, descend from Father Abraham. He was a wonderful man. He was rich. He was powerful. But there's a story, if you want to write this down, in Genesis chapter 20. Let me bring up one of my Bibles here. I like to use (laughs) e-sword. I've had e-sword for years. So if you want to buy a really good Bible for a computer, use e-sword. So let me go to Genesis chapter 20. And I hope you're all going there with me. Or at least write it down, you know. So here it is. I'll just read some of this because I have a lot here and there's no way I can read them all. Okay. But I'm just going to give you like certain examples. And it says, and Abraham journeyed from thence toward the South country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Gerar. Okay. Um, And this is Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, the king of Gerar said, or Gerar, I don't know, G-E-R-A-R, okay, Okay, sent, and he took Sarah. He sent for Sarah. Genesis 20, verse 3 says, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, behold, thou art but a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. God is warning this king. Okay, Abraham did something he shouldn't have did. And God is fighting his battle. God's warning the king that the woman that he has belongs to somebody else. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, wilt thou slay also a righteous nation? See, Abimelech did not do anything with this woman. He had her. She was given to him. Okay, rightfully so, but he didn't do anything to her or with her. And now he's asking God not to slay his entire nation for what he has done. And Genesis 20, verse 5 says, said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she, even she herself said, he's my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. So in other words, he's saying, I was innocent. These people lied to me. Okay, look, Abraham and Sarah well, he had to say it, they lied. A deception. And the reason that he did it was he was he was afraid. Look down at verse 20, Genesis 20, uh, verse 8, Genesis 20, verse 8. It says, therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears, and they were afraid. 
And then he asked Abraham, why did you do this? Okay, uh, what did I do to deserve this? And Abraham said, verse Genesis 20, verse 11, here we go with the fear. Okay, we have to watch out for fear. He, he said, but Abraham said, because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place that you will kill me. So I gave you my wife. See, you know, and yet indeed she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. Okay, see, fear. Amen. So fear can also be handed down in generations because his son Isaac did the same thing. The same thing, deception. Amen. Fear can lead you to deception. So I'm telling you now, know who you are in Christ Jesus. Have no fear. God says, be ye encouraged. Have no fear. That is a secret. That is a wonderful secret of the word of God. When you don't fear something, it will back down from you. God will fight your battles. Amen. So Isaac, in uh, Genesis chapter 26, verse 17. All right. And then we have, oh, Jacob. Oh, everybody know Jacob, right? The supplanter. The deception. He always practiced, he practiced deception on his own father. Amen. Jacob. His mother helped him to do so. And if you want to look in Genesis chapter 27, verses 1 to 9. Okay, and you, if you can write that down if you want to. Amen. It says, it came to pass and when Isaac was old, and his, see, Isaac now is old, and um and his eyes were dim, so he couldn't see, he couldn't see good. He called Esau, his oldest son, and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here I'm here here am I. And it goes on to tell you about how um Esau, while he was out and getting the meat and everything to make the great soup for his father, Jacob and his mother, was planning on getting the blessings because if um if you look at verse um, 10, Genesis 27:10. it says, and thou shalt bring it to the father and he may eat and that he may bless thee before his death. But guess who wanted the blessing? Did you ever get an inkling in your life that somebody was stealing your blessings? Somebody has robbed you or had robbed you of your blessings that God meant for you to have. Well, I'm here to tell you today that Jesus Christ is opening that blessing up for you and giving you the blessings that you were meant to have. God is a God of restoration. Amen. And he is speaking restoration to you right now, no matter who was was uh, deceptive, no matter who uh, did something um, behind your back that you didn't know about, no matter what they stole, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a mate, if it's an insurance policy, I don't care what's going on in your life. You are the righteousness of God, and God is restoring that to you right now as I speak. Amen. Amen. So Jacob, 
something. He was always into something. Okay, the supplanter. Okay, that means a deceiver. You know, so he ends up getting his brother's blessing. Amen. Now, let's go. Watch this. Okay, now you've heard Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all these beautiful names, right? Uh, big names in the Bible. Let's go to Moses. Okay? Moses. You know, Moses was a murderer. Moses was a murderer. But what did he end up doing? Leading Israel. And and you think that you can't do something in the body of Christ because you're not good enough? God forgave him. Amen? God forgave him. Write down Exodus chapter 2. Verse 11, it says, Moses noticed that someone was um, was hitting, beating um, one of the Israelites, and so Moses killed him. Okay, now let me read some of these things to you. You probably saw it online, but I have a list here of what some of the people did. Noah was a drunk. Oops. You can't lead God's people. You can't save people. That's a lie. Abraham was too old. Mm, So obviously God's not looking at your age. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob, as I said, was a liar. Leah, they say, okay, in our words, wasn't very good looking. Okay, (laughs) amen. Joseph was abused. His brothers tried to kill him. Moses had a stuttering problem, and he was a murderer. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair, and guess what? He was a womanizer. Yes, he was. With all that strength, Samson was a womanizer. And old Rahab, she was a prostitute. So, You can't do anything in the house of God for God's kingdom because of your past, because you did these things in your past. Nope, wrong. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair, and he killed the man's wife just so he could have the woman. King Little David with the five smooth stones that killed the giant that everybody knows about and became king of Israel, a wonderful king of Israel. Yeah, he murdered so that he could have another man's wife. Elijah was suicidal. And he went into depression. So you've experienced depression, okay, and, and oppression and, and, and melancholy. And you can't do anything for the, I don't think so. I think you can. I think God is telling you today Get rid of all those negative thoughts because you can. Amen. Isaiah preached naked. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. So let me think. If you don't have a husband, then you don't qualify to do anything for the kingdom of heaven? I don't think so. I think you can. Amen. God says you can't. Job went bankrupt. Job was rich. Buku, rich, and went bankrupt. 
His friends was giving him wrong ideas, trying to make him think the wrong way, telling him this uh, must have been something you did. Did you ever somebody tell you? Did you ever somebody tell you that um, um, when when something happens to you and the person says, "Well, it must have been something that you did," not, not necessarily. The thing that happened to Job happened because the Bible says God bragged on Job. And when things happen to you, did you ever stop and think that God has been bragging on you? Amen. Message. (laughs) God brags on you. He loved you. Amen. Peter, that was so close to Jesus. On this rock, I'll build my church. He denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha, oh Martha, always busy about doing things. Martha worried about everything. Worried, worry, fear. Yet she's mentioned in the word as being with Jesus. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. Ooh, that'll preach. <laughs> Amen. Uh-oh. Oh, my. Do I hear some chatter out there about that one? She was divorced more than once, yet she went back. She became a preacher, so to speak. Amen. Did she or did she not go back and tell everybody, I found the right man? This is the man. She went back and told people she ran into the Christ, into Jesus, and had more than one husband. And wait, okay, so you're short or you're too tall. You're so tall that every time somebody sees you, they crack a joke about basketball. Do all tall people have to play basketball? Amen? And you're so short that everybody... They they act like it's it's funny like it, it just they just giggle because they can't get over how short you are. Yet, Zacchaeus was small, and Jesus had dinner with him. And Paul, Paul, too religious. Uh oh, there we go. What was I saying about it? the the Apostle Paul uh, anointing? And Paul was too religious. And he went around correcting all the churches. If you read the New Testament, he wrote most of the New Testament, and they were letters of correction. Amen. They were letters of correction. Now, you you can imagine some people might have liked him, and some people might have said, oh, my goodness, here comes Paul again. What? Is he coming? Yeah, here he comes again. We're going to have to hear this again, you know. So, you know, and Timothy had an ulcer. And get this. Lazarus was dead. But Jesus changed all that, didn't he? Jesus rose him up. Amen. But yes, Lazarus sooner or later died again. Only Jesus rose and stayed alive. Amen. And you can rise and be a new creature in Christ Jesus and live. Amen. All right, let's go back to Eli's sons. Eli. Okay, we're talking about the little boy that heard God call him personally. His sons, okay, now 
This is why you can't judge someone's ministry <laughs> on their children. Okay? And I'm sorry, right now I feel like there's people out there saying, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Eli's sons did so bad. You want to write this down first, Samuel, chapter 12, uh, chapter 2, I'm sorry, verse 12. And then first uh, Samuel, chapter 2, verse 22. They offered, look, now they're under Eli, called, anointed, and appointed. Amen. Had the, uh-oh had the proper credentials and still did their own thing. They still did wrong. They offered an unholy fire to God, not doing his will, but doing their will. You understand me here? You getting it? They were burned up in a fire. God's not playing. And that's what's going to happen to us if we don't do his will and do what we're supposed to do. We say we're of the kingdom, but do we live and act like and practice the life of a kingdom-minded person? One thing you don't want to do, don't be like Eli's sons. Don't burn up in a fire. Amen. And Esther, you don't hear many people talking about it, but just think of what Esther did. Queen Esther. Amen. She lied about her heritage. She hid it. Okay, we'll put it that way. Why are you ashamed of your heritage unless it's fear? Are you afraid to tell people what you are? And she even became queen. She was so beautiful. And what gets me is, check us out. Like you. You are so beautiful. You are so handsome. God sees you in his eyes as being beautiful and handsome. And you can win every single battle in your life in Christ Jesus. But some of you out there are afraid because of your heritage. You already won the battle. Don't even know it. She changed her name. Do you know her name wasn't Esther? My real name would be Hadassah. Her real name was Hadassah. She changed it to Esther. Why? Because and out for years, I thought my name was Jewish. <laughs> and it's literally Persian. Esther is a Persian name. Get it? Okay. So let's look at, okay, we, we talked about that. Now I'm going to quit. I've got a lot of things written down here, so I'm just going to go through a few. Let's look at what God says about you. Amen. Romans 8.1. No condemnation. There is therefore no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So if something is trying to condemn you, if there are whispers or something that's trying to make you feel less than, like you're not good enough, that's not God. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord thy God is with thee. 
How many times does God have to tell us that for us to believe that? Don't cower down to the enemy. Amen. When somebody tries to out-talk you, you talk louder. When they try to, how can anybody outdo you and you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you? Don't you know you have all truth, all power inside of you? Nobody should be better than you. Nobody of the world. Amen. Greater is he that is in you, that is in Christ Jesus. First John 4, 4. And then John 15, 15 says, I call you friend. You know, so many people are going around talking about, oh, I'm just a servant of the Most High. Angels are servants. God called you friend. It's time for you to stop cowering down and approaching the throne, shaking, timid, begging. God does not want you to beg. The word says to come boldly to the throne. Now, that's not finger pointing, pointing your finger at him and act like you're all that in a bag of chips. No, you go to the throne boldly and say, God, I'm experiencing this and I got to get victory. Show me what to do next. You're his friend. How do you talk to your friend? People say, well, I don't know what to say to God. How do you talk to your friend? Some people get on the phone, talk for hours. They eat talking on the phone, and then they watch TV, talking on the phone. Next thing you know, it's bedtime. How do you talk to your friend? Talk to God that way. Well, look, I mean, some some people out there watching language, okay, make sure it's holy, okay, because he says, be holy for I am holy, so just don't step up to him any kind of way. Have respect for him, amen? And then Luke 10, 19, you have the power to tread on serpents. Are you treading? That's Luke 10, 19. Write that down. And then write this, James 4, 7. Oh, I got to read this. I love this. Hold on. <laughs> I love this. I want you to write this down. Submit your, uh, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. What else do we need? Watching too much chiller theater, watching too many of those spooky movies on TV where he always comes back. No, in Jesus' name, resist him and he will flee from you. Amen. Learn to resist him. Show him who has the power. If you're a secretary of an office... Okay, you've been running this office for five, ten years. Are you going to let somebody come in at the counter and tell you how to be a secretary? <laughs> what? Right? Okay. You're, check us out. First Peter 2.9. Amen. You are a royal priesthood. Okay, you might not see the crown, you might not see the jewels, you might not see the pretty white robe or the nice jewelry. You are royal priesthood. You carry the word of God in you. Oh, Jesus. You are of him. 
The reason we are here, notice it says priesthood, because we are here to tell people about Jesus Christ, the high priest. Who are you working for? What are you spending your time on? And listen to this, you're a child of God. Write down John 1.12 and Romans 8.17. You're a branch of the true vine, John 15, 1, to 5, 1 and 5. You're a branch of the true vine. Amen. You're justified and redeemed. Romans 3.24, free from sin and death. Romans 8.2, free from, I say that again, free from sin and death. You don't have to commit those sins. It's up to you. Who are you going to listen to? Who's your daddy? Amen. I preached on, um, I have a sermon on uh, my site, revessy.org, and it's called Who's Your Daddy? And it's really good if you can try to listen to it. Amen. Romans 8.2. And Romans 15.7, you're accepted by Christ. You are accepted. Okay, you have your credentials. What else are you looking for? Are you listening to man? Are you listening to your friends? Are you listening to the people you went to school with? Are you listening to your neighbors? Are you listening to people trying to tell you who you are? Why are you listening to what people are telling you? You want to know something? I went through a lot of stuff with my ministry, this ministry, not my ministry, but the ministry that God has given me. And honestly, years ago, if I'd have listened to what people were telling me, I wouldn't have got this far. I wouldn't have gotten this far. There's so many times I wanted to quit because I didn't feel qualified. You know, I spent so much, it's, it's a shame to admit it, but I spent so much time trying to figure out whether or not I should be doing this. And then, uh-oh, and here it comes, comparison. I began to compare myself. Well, I don't preach like her. She's really good. Oh, I wish I could talk like him. He's very knowledgeable. God didn't call me to be like them. I would love to be like Juanita Bynum. I would love to be like Joyce Meyer. I would love to talk like T.D. Jakes and Creflo Dollar and Andrew Womack and Perry Stone. Believe me, I would love to be like them, but that's not who I am. Amen? I almost quit, and I'm glad I didn't. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I'm glad that I didn't. And get this. You're a saint. There's a couple here if you want to write them down. You are saying that you are a saint because God said you are. 1 Corinthians 1.2, Ephesians 1.1, Philippians 1.1, Colossians 1.2. Notice 1.1, That's a lot of ones and a lot of twos. Amen. First and foremost, you are a saint. And then you can ask God for anything. You are in a position right now, you know, being saved, that you can ask God for anything. There's people out there calling themselves asking God for stuff, and they don't even believe that Jesus is his son. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> you know, First John 5, uh, verses 14 to 15. You can ask him for anything, okay? And then in Christ Jesus, you have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That's 1 Corinthians 1.30. You're joined to the Lord and one spirit with him, 1 Corinthians 6.17. So people out there with them evil soul ties need to repent and ask God to free you of them. 
and be tied in with Jesus Christ. Amen. Be free. Amen. You're a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You are the righteousness of God. Say this every morning if you have to, in the mirror, without the mirror, whatever, when you first get up. I am the righteousness of God. Say it right now. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.21 and also in Ephesians 2.24. Amen. See, these are things that God is saying that you are. Who are you? Whose report will you believe? You're no longer a slave. You're no longer a slave. Galatians 4.7. You are free. Don't be afraid to be free. Don't let somebody rob you of your freedom. Galatians 5.1. I got about six more and I'm almost done. Ephesians 1.4. You're holy and blameless. Look, oh my. Holy and blameless. Ephesians 1.4. So people who are trying to make you unholy and they're trying to blame you for things, that's not the right spirit. Rebuke that spirit. Because you know who and whose you are. You are forgiven. Ephesians 1, 7. And I love this one. If I got to go there. I got to go there. Ephesians 2, 6. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, go to Ephesians 2, 6. I love this one. Watch this. And, and has raised us up together. And made us sit together in what? Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are in heavenly places with the Lord. So start using your imagination positively. Amen. Use your imagination because you're seated in heavenly places. When you close your eyes and you see God's throne with the beautiful water flowing out of it, and you're standing at the foot of the throne, and you're standing in the the clear, crystal clear waters, that is real. Amen? That you're there. You are what you say you are. If you know you're with God, amen, you're seated in heavenly places. You're higher than what you think you are. God sees you higher. Amen. You see him high and lifted up and his train fills the temple and he sees you high and lifted up because you are part of him. You're a citizen of heaven. Philippians 2.20. God is your supplier. Jehovah Jireh. You want for nothing. Philippians 4.19. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Believe that what you need, you will receive. Because if you don't believe it, you're not going to get it. Call those things that are not as though they were. Amen? Create. Create things in your life. Create. Amen. Create goodness. You're hidden in Christ. Colossians 3.3. 3. And lastly, and I think I'm going to preach on this next Sunday, you are chosen, not frozen. Amen. (laughs) Chosen. God chose you. Amen. Colossians 3.12 and 1 Thessalonians 1.4. If anybody wants a list of this, get in contact with me, um, either online or whatever, on Facebook or whatever, and um, 
under uh, Esther Scott, Esther R. Scott. There's a few of us. <laughs> or write to revessieatme.com, and I'll be glad to send you a copy of this because God wants you to know who you are in him. And you know what? And, and he doesn't like it when we allow the enemy to tell us who we are. The enemy is not our boss. We are not friends. How can you be friends with an enemy? Amen. Question mark, question mark, question mark, right? So are you saved? Are you all of these things that God said you are? Would you like to be? All you have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I am so sorry for the way I was living my life. And I accept you as my Savior. I accept you as my Lord, my guide. Teach me your ways. Amen. I believe. Say, I believe. You died on a cross just for me. And and rose three days later. Just for me. I believe you, Jesus. I love you. And thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you just said that, let me welcome you to the body of Christ. Welcome. Welcome. You're no longer an orphan drifting around out there in the world. You have family. And just like regular family, things happen, but we all love each other. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Find yourself a Bible-believing and Old Testament and New Testament-believing church. Amen. That teaches the whole Bible, that uses the Bible nowadays even, okay, and learn of him. It's never too late to learn about Jesus. We don't know when he's coming. He doesn't even know when he's coming. The Bible says that only the Father knows when he's sending Jesus back. So be ready. God has his finger on that button. And he's going to send him back soon. Well, he even he gave us hints. From the beginning to the end of the, from the, from the beginning to the dictionary of the Bible, Amen. And, and times are happening. It's getting to the point we don't even have regular weather anymore. We don't know if it's going to storm one day or if the sun's going to shine one day. It's all His. Whatever happens, happens. He said these things were going to happen. He said there are going to be earthquakes in diverse places, Amen. That's different places. There are places that are having hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes that no one ever thought would happen. People used to. No, sure they don't anymore. The people used to retire and take all of their their retirement money and move to certain places. And you can't there's you can't you can't run you can't hide. There is nowhere to go to rest but Jesus Christ. Nowhere to rest. Jesus Christ is your rest. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming on and and listening today. I know I gave you a lot to write down, but God wants you to know these things. You are awesome. He is awesome. You are awesome. God is outstanding. Guess who else is? You're outstanding. Jesus is beautiful. You are beautiful. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Thank you for coming on. And listening today, hallelujah, God is good. And um, remember to pray for the widow. Pray for those who are sick and shut in. 
Hallelujah. Pray for those who are um, imprisoned. That's not just physically, but prisons, you know, mentally, emotionally, financially. And uh, just let's just keep each other in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. And keep you. Reverend Nessie signing off. Have a wonderful weekend.